Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Andrew Harris of the Toronto Argonaut. My guys said they did all the negotiating with the Argos and then pinball called them last minute. Did that happen with you? Initially, I just talked to Pete Costanza, who was the running back coach in Winnipeg last year. I, I, I sent a message out to him and just said, uh, hey, would there be an interest, any interest from Toronto uh, about, about bringing me in? He said, yeah, let me get back to you. And then the next day, uh, pinball actually called me right out the gate. So they brought the closer in right, right, off, the, right off the jump. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome, everybody, uh, to the RP Show. It is hour two of the program, coming to you from Great Eagle Resort and uh, Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Juggling things around a little bit, and uh, but you won't even notice a difference. Coming up this hour, I don't know what to say. Sports executive to the stars, Lee Genier. I, go, I read off his star-studded resume, but we only have an hour. Lee's just getting ready to go on the set here, and the moose is getting taken care of him. We were supposed to have Ryan Leslie with us right off the top of Hour 2 from Sportsnet Flames, but immediate availability with Tyler Toffoli's run long or been moved, and that's the way it works in the NHL. So I'm just going to chat with you people off the top of the show here, get to some comments, and where's the ding? They got stuff going on back there. Thank you. Uh, from Ron Thompson watching in Calgary, he writes in on the 902 text line, Rod, did you see how many, or sorry, how happy Lucic was during his interview about Toffoli coming? This is going to be fun to watch. And regarding the Coyotes arena situation, which they're going to play out of a 5,000 seat arena ish, something like that in Tempe, Arizona, Darren says he thinks it's good. It'll create demand. I think it's terrible for perception and they don't even have a plan for a new rink in Phoenix. Grease fire. Ray is watching in Scarborough, Ontario. He writes in and he says, Hey, Rod, time to accept the fact that the NHL is not working in Arizona. I disagree with Moose on the perception. The perception is not good that a major league team is playing in a 3,000-seat rink. That from Ray in the six. And our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Capital with dealerships all across the prairies, who is the best team in the NHL's Pacific Division, Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton, or Anaheim? Running away with it right now are the Calgary Flames, and they're home tonight to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and we'll be there. Enough preamble. This guy, by the way, brought in his uh, Grey Cup championship ring. One of them. I matched it with my rider ring, Lee. I have it, too. Lee Genier, can we get him on? How you doing, my man? Fantastic. Pull that mic right up into your uh, your. I appreciate you coming down here. Listen, NLL Executive of the Year with the Saskatchewan Rush Championship. A uh, couple rings there. NLL, as I say, Executive of the Year, CEBL, Championship with the Rattlers, oversaw the launch of the whole league. And how many years with the Calgary Stampeders? 19. 19 years. And how many Grey Cups? Three. Should have been more, but three. <laughs> we all say That's that. Yeah. How many rings in that span? In three, three, three rings there. Oh, sorry, so. in, in 19 years. Right, sorry. Yeah. So the guy knows how to win, and he knows what he's doing, and he joins us down here at Grey Eagle today. How's life, man? 
Life is good. Life's busy. Life's good. So I, I complain. Yeah. Well, hey, how about this facility? You came down and joined us for supper here. The last stand, we were here a few weeks ago. This is a jewel. It really is. It is a fantastic uh, facility for, from the casino to the event center. It's awesome. Yeah. I know what I forgot. The Olympics. Right. Spent five years in the Olympic world. So. Yeah. Well, right out of Calgary, right? Yeah. But what was that experience like? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, you know, right, running bobsleigh skeleton. And so 2010, 20, 2014 in Sochi winning gold was, hey man, doesn't get much bigger than that. So it was fantastic. And the odd thing is you and I just discovered that we went to Mount Royal College at the exact same time. Uh, we were what we were uh, probably bumping into each other in the hallways. <laughs> that would be or the odd house party or res party. Yeah, exactly. Lee, I got to tell you, uh, let's start here. How excited this town is with this Toffoli trade and this run that it looks like is coming for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the city needs it. I think it's great. I mean, um, Daryl's doing a great job with the team. And, you know, this is a hockey town, so it's great to see. And it's great to be back and back in the top of the pack. So. Well, you're a born and raised Calgarian, so I, I've been in and out, as you know. I don't really recall this city buzzing as much as it is to this degree at this point in the season. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, the last real big buzz, I think, was probably 2004 when, you know, the, the whole Red right. Mile, it was, you know, you had 100,000 people on the Red Mile every night. So, um, went down to the Stanley Cup final. And we all know how that got stolen. So, um, hey, so the buzz is good. So, let's just keep it rolling. Yeah, like literally 18 years since. So, and here's the thing with Lee. You jump in with anything you want to talk about, Lee, because we could go ev everywhere. There's a lot of topics that we could get to, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, at, I'm at your mercy. Just, okay. Just be kind. <laughs> well, of course I'm going to be kind, but we needed to clarify something. Moose and I were having a very quaint Valentine's dinner last night, and here at Grey Eagle, and Lee called and said, what did you guys say about me yesterday? And we talked about this man, I'll say it, oversaw the Saskatchewan rush moving from Edmonton rush to Saskatoon, and you filled that place. And I'd known you quasi through CFL years, but not real well. But you called me and said, Rod, come up and try what we have here with the NLL. I was hooked immediately. And you guys sold that barn out. You won championships. And you're not with the rush anymore. But obviously, you look back at that as one of you. I've got to be, think of one of your proudest achievements in time. Yeah, I mean, I have to look back, you know, from the, from the day when we were moving there. And, you know, you, you're talking about a city of about 250,000 people. Obviously, we named it Saskatchewan, was a provincial-based team, which, you know, the, you know, the day that we held the press conference off the back of the Bez, which is the castle on the river, you know, we had 350 people, uh, you name it there. Um, Huey Lewis was having a concert later that night, so we actually had to get Louis, Louis, Huey Lewis to stop doing a sound check. And uh, it was 38 degrees. And, you know, it, I stood up and I said, you know, is, we're going to sell this building out. And I know, um, you know, we had Peter Lubardius, and, uh, who is a Saskatoon boy, and he had me on the radio. And he goes, Lee, and, and I love Peter, one of the greatest humans on the planet. And he goes, it's going to be a real tough sell there. And I said, no, we're going we're gonna to sell it out. And, um, and I stood up and I did that. And, uh, and a lot of media, I think, in the province had doubted that. And I said, we're going to sell every single seat out. I think uh, the folks from Sastel Center didn't think that would happen. And, of course, a few games in, we were 15,000. You were rocking. So, yeah. But here's the thing. By the way, Hour 2 of the RP Show is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients. Original 16 is unfiltered for peak flavor. And Lee came on my show, my old radio show, and said, Saskatoon's never seen anything like this before. We're going to do all these things. We're going to fill the barn. We're going to win championships. And I'm literally, like, I knew you well enough that I'm like, Lee, you can't say that. But then you went and did it. That was the amazing thing. And that's kind of what got people a little feathers ruffled a little yesterday because I said that you were selling sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I said, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, but you were selling yeah, we Explain were that. we were selling the sizzle. Like you know, I went in yeah. there, and a lot of people didn't know what professional lacrosse was, or what it would look like. Yeah, and so you know, it was ninety-eight percent of the fans. It was all about the entertainment. 
was the you know was the music the sizzle uh you know our, our cheer team so it was all about selling the party and i you know i remember sitting in an interview and off the top of my head it came up with this um they said lee what's this going to be like and i said well it's kind of like ufc meets a rock concert meets super bowl and that's what it was meant to be so you know we turned the lights down in the concourse at uh, at the arena really had a, a rock concert feel to it and uh, you know the rest is kind of history you know the fans we had a great staff that made everything happen people worked around the clock because we only had three months from the time I landed. So, I mean, man, things had to happen pretty quick. So. Yeah, well, I also was spending a lot of time in Saskatoon at that time. That was coinciding with Rough Riders training camp. As a matter of fact, I went to some games with Chris Jones, and you worked with Jones, did you not? Many years. Yeah, so yes. you know Jonesy. I was with the games with Jones, and he was like, that guy's seen everything, and I'd like to say I've seen a lot. And we were both like, this is unbelievable. But are you telling me that not every NLL game is like that across the league? Was this just a rush thing? Well, you know what? You know, you had to remember the team was moved from Edmonton, where it was probably at that time drawing about twenty five hundred fans. So you move it into a building where people, you know, obviously blades was the was the staple in in Sastel Center, and now you've got carpet on the you know on where the ice used to be, and you got the music pounding. You've got cheerleaders. You've got twenty five goals scored a game. So it it was completely different from anything anybody's seen, right? So it. it it was. It was the. Uh, it was a rock concert. So, back to your sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It was just that's maybe a great vernacular that, hey, uh, the highest per caps on booze in the house, um, probably in the league. And um, so a lot of people came and enjoyed themselves a lot. Yeah. Well, like you say, it was something the likes of which we'd never seen before. And I just I. As soon as I was coming home from a rush game, I was looking at the schedule for the next one, right? I couldn't go back. And I'm a sober guy. Like, I go to these games, people are falling over at halftime. They don't even know who won, I don't think, at the end of the game. No. They didn't care. Now, the big question, the $64,000 question, is as much as that worked, what about where the CFL is now? I don't know if you've seen any of the fire I've been under over the past few days where I've said we need the sizzle back in the CFL. And people say it's there right now. I'm like, it's not. It's not. I no. look at the numbers. It's not. No. And you know what? Is, is I, you know, I've got friends across the CFL. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, COVID was a hard time. But, you know, let's face it, the, the league was on a decline before COVID. So there's a lot of issues there that aren't going to be fixed overnight. You know, there's, Canada has changed inherently from a diversity you know perspective so you know things evolve right so that is a big issue uh they need to get fans back at a grassroots level because if you don't have the grassroots groundswell you can't have sold out crowds right so it is going to take a long time and um you know i, I know i'll probably take a lot of flack from my friends and probably scott mitchell's probably going to call me in a few minutes and, and yell but uh, i mean they, it's a great product on the field but you know again they need to bring the sizzle meaning back to every team and there's some teams that do it really well uh you know and every team just needs to get back there yeah well what about the stadium situation here you went to work there every day for a long time and i've often said my guilty pleasure is those rider stamps games back in the day as a matter of fact i have i've put both our gray cup rings up beside each other here those were the day i loved I, when I went to Mount Royal, I would go to CFL games here. I love the place, but I guess it's not up to date. Is that? Yeah, I mean, it's 65 years old. It's the oldest stadium in the league by a long shot. So, I mean, it's when you're sitting in the stands, it's a great spot to sit yeah. and, and watch a game, but the back of house is getting old. And, uh, you know, when people go to a game, they want to be able to get a drink quickly and if they need to use the facility. So that's a bit of a challenge, and you've seen it really hurt the crowds. Um, arguably, probably one of the best tailgate, um, you know, and I'm all about the experience. So people tailgate from the night before, uh, you know, I'd show up at work and people are tailgating, which is great. You want that. Um, but the stadium is old. So if you command a top dollar, you want a top experience there, right? So that that is going to be an issue, right? Because I don't foresee a new stadium coming anytime soon. Right. Well, that's the thing is there's some very smart people working in that organization, if there was an easy way to change it, they would have done it already, right? So I don't know what, what you do if you're the Calgary Stampeders. Because God knows they've won enough. 
well they had a great team there's yeah. no doubt about that great team and the fans like i say it's it's fallen off and uh, it's sad to see but again uh things change change rapidly and nothing happens overnight in going on one side and it's not going to happen overnight coming back so you have to really invigorate younger demographics there's no gaming platform in cfl which is a big part of that issue you know because you how do you engage the younger demographic if they're not playing on esports right so that is a big part of the issue so those things inherently are going to have to be fixed uh, holistically mm-hmm. um, through the league and um and get fans back like i mean it's not you know you can watch an argos game and you you arguably have one of the biggest marketing um entities around the it continent. and, and uh, maybe in the world and you know you've got a couple thousand fans in in the building in toronto yet you go to a leafs game and you know you you can't get a ticket or raptors or, or raptors or, or tfc for that matter right is you can go to a an argos game on sunday and you go to a you know tfc game on tuesday and you got thirty thousand people so it's it's night and day i got one more question before i let you go a former stamps coach i won't name him he just said stampeders fans have been spoiled Winning's gotten boring. Would you agree with him? Um, well, I don't know if winning ever gets boring. I mean, I'm a big fan of games going down to the last minute. Um, you know, they have been spoiled for, for sure, meaning that, yeah, they've had some great, you know, they've had, you know, you've got Dave Dickinson, one of the best coaches in the league. Huff, by far, is probably the best GM. And, you know, you look at the players coming into Calgary. It's like a recruitment for the CFL, right? So, um, you know, I think just fans got complacent is maybe it. That's, that's kind of it. And I think it'll come back. I think it's just they got to get out there. You know, when I was, when I was running that, I was everywhere as well, right? Being the face of that organization. So. Right. I just don't see people really doing that in the CFL right now. I'm going to invite you, Lee, to stick around. Are you okay to do that for a while? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just check with producer Clark in this break and see what we got happening with Ryan Leslie over at the Saddle Dome and the Tyler Toffoli Media Gathering. It's a big, big day, and we'll be right back. It's Hour 2 of the RP Show, brought to you, of course, by Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, and we're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio with Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Sun coming up in Calgary. We're at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. As you can see, we're over in the event center. What a wonderful spring lineup, including the father of redneck comedy, May 28th, Jeff Foxworth be coming to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Check out their website for ticket information. Very big day. The Calgary Flames home to the Columbus Blue Jackets as part of a nine-game NHL slate. In moments, we're going to go to the Saddledome and join Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames. Do we have Ryan or not? Oh, it's next segment. That explains it. Okay. Well, yeah, let's... We're going to bring Lee back on that. I'm sorry. I, I misheard. Uh, I misheard him. Actually, Lee can field these questions better than me. Dan Asham watching in Winnipeg says, could Winnipeg support an NLL team, Rod? I think it could. They certainly have the venue. Actually, Lee would be a great guy. He's just settling back into the chair here. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, no one does it better than the Stamps, yet they get no respect. I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to, if it's tailgating or on the field or what, but the Stamps do a lot of things great. Yes. Uh, Jason and Red Deer's watching, and he says, the CFL will be reinvigorated when we bring in the Canadian Arena League of Football, Lee. Let's do it. The CALF, CAF. We've been talking about Arena, Arena League. Nobody would love to see it more than me. So here's a guy that can speak on all these things. Lee, has Winnipeg ever been discussed for an NLL franchise that you know of? Yeah, absolutely it has. And I think it would be a fantastic market uh, for the NLL. Absolutely. I mean, great, you know, great rink, 15,000. You know, traditionally, um, you know, if you look at Winnipeg and their fan base, I think that would be a huge, huge hit in, in Winnipeg. I think it'd be a huge hit anywhere, but here... Let's get right down to it. And I love the NLL talk. 
Um, they've just announced the team in Las Vegas. They're going to be announcing jerseys here right away. How long have they been in San Diego? Not uh, three years. Yeah, not that three long. Years, yeah. Right, Philadelphia. Uh, how long? Philly, um, two years, two and a half years. These are all years. new franchises. New York. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The Riptide was. Were they not a relocated franchise? I think they were. Uh, no, that was a new, new, right. new arena. Well, as you know, I'm spending quite a bit of time in South Florida, and I'm saying if we could get a franchise down there, the arena in Sunrise, home of the Panthers, doesn't have much else going on. You know what I'm saying? It would be perfect. And if my friends down there are saying, yeah, but we don't know lacrosse down here. Did we know lacrosse in Saskatchewan? Did anybody know lacrosse? No. It, that shouldn't matter. No, it's all about the entertainment. So my understanding is there is a lot of teams lined up, which you're going to hear pretty quick. I don't want to, I don't want to steal any thunder from, fine. The, from the NLL. Uh, but I think they've got like seven expansion teams uh, lined up for 2023, which um, it's, you know, they, Nick Sakevich, who is the commissioner, his view, you know, vision was to take that to 30 teams. I mean, and to be quite honest, um, the Rush were the uh, poster child for expansion. And so you see it all over. So it's, it's a great game, and you will see 30 teams at some point. Sure. What do you think it means to the league to have this franchise in Las Vegas with owners Wayne Gretzky, Dustin Johnson? What does that mean? Steve Nash. Um, yeah, Steve Nash. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Is It's going to be a destination spot for sure. I mean, it's you know, you look at what's happening there. You've got... Uh, You've got hockey, uh, football, baseball's coming. So it's going to be a destination spot. Um, I know they played an exhibition game there um, two years ago. And, you know, I, th I think it was limited success. But, again, the marketing dollars that Joe Sai has there, and uh, I think it'll be – it'll take some time, but I think it will come around. But you're very confident in the product. For instance, when you asked me to go to the game, I'd never been to an NLL game live. I'd watched it on TV 25 years ago on TSN. But the action is so great. That's what I'm, you're, it's not just about the entertainment in the stands. The game's great, too. You're not selling crap here. No. I mean, the game is, is it, one, it's physical. You know, I worked in the league for years, and I still don't know what a penalty is. So, <laughs> um, you know, and you, you're seeing, you know, it's a physical. There's a lot of fighting. There's, you know, on average, 25 goals scored. It's, it's a quick game, right? And in the music, people are not used to that. It's kind of like a mixture of basketball and hockey. Right. So, um, so it's, it's different from what people are saying. I mean, I can go to a lot of NHL games and it's uh, like, you know, watching paint dry something. Um, but you will never get that from an NLL because it is, it's on steroids. It's like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say this about the grassroots thing. You talked about it with the CFL. I was driving around, I was being driven around Kipling. I was speaking that night at a sports banquet and there were kids out playing lacrosse on the schoolyard. And I said, to the guy driving me around, I said, is this a common thing? Do you have a big lacrosse program here? And he said, well, the kids are into the rush. They're not playing road hockey. They weren't playing baseball. You know where Kipling is? Yeah. Way southeast right. corner of the province. It's a yeah. long ways from Saskatoon. Yeah. And, you know, and that reminds me, I got to give a, a big shout out to Don, Don Larson from Standing Buffalo, who runs a fantastic program in southern Saskatchewan, who, again, leading to that grassroots program. So. They're looking for a lot of help down there corporately. So, Don, right. this is your big shout-out. Yeah, there you go. From the viewers, uh, Dan Asham in Winnipeg says, Calgary has a great NLL franchise, the Roughneck. Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York, says, what is a penalty in the NLL? Which is funny. You don't know because they abuse the hell out of each other. Like, yeah, I won't even get into that. I, I don't understand the rules. doesn't seem like there are that many. But speaking of penalties, i got to ask you, where you watch Super Bowl, what you thought of it. Yeah, that, and then I got more questions. Yeah, I mean, you know, this year by far, I think the NFL as a whole was the best season I think I've seen in a lot of years. Just the product on the field. I mean, it was great. You know, SoFi Stadium is fantastic. You know, home team being in it, it was, uh, it was off the charts. I thought halftime was, was incredible. I mean, if you looked at it, half the people there were just talking about the halftime show. And yeah. I think it, peaked at 11.4 million viewers in Canada, which is astronomical. So. Mm -hmm. Now, you obviously watched the ending. What did you think about the penalties on the Bengals' defense? Yeah, it was, that was terrible. You know, you, you virtually had, you know, zero flags most of the game. I think you had two, and then, you know, the, it went down, and I hate to see that game end that. It should have, 
you know, like I say, it should have been won and not given to them for sure. Well, there's a lot of people that feel that the NFL gave the Rams the win. Are you one of those people? Well, it, you know, I don't know if there's a conscious effort, but, you know, it was, they hadn't been calling penalties all game, and they could have called a lot more. It was face masks. They blatant that they could have called on a, on a replay, and they didn't. So, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I hate to see that. Um, did they want the Rams to win? It, it may, always makes for a good story. For it kind of looked like they did. Yeah. Have you been yeah. to Super Bowls before? I haven't, actually. Okay, you're coming with us, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Well, you're a very big part, instrumental in us going to Los Angeles, by the way, and that worked out really, really good. But is it fair or unfair to compare the Grey Cup to the Super Bowl? For instance, if you were yesterday, said, Rod, having been to your first Super Bowl, what would you bring back to see that the Grey Cup should incorporate? And I said, the Grey Cup doesn't need to incorporate anything. The Grey Cup is great. It's the other 51 weeks out of the year that I think the CFL could take a page out of the NFL playbook. But Grey Cups are awesome. I don't think I would change too much. Yeah, I mean, the Grey Cup week in itself is its own entity, right? As you have, you know, you have fans buy their tickets regardless if they know their, their team's going to be in it. So people travel from far wide and, you know, it's kind of a big reunion and that's the only time these fans will necessarily see each other. Um, and that is true Canadiana. It doesn't get much better than that. I think Super Bowl, from everything you know, you've seen, it's very corporate. You know, maybe fifteen hundred dollars to get into this party and, and that party, where you know it's very accessible. That is the one great thing that um, you know. And I've been to I don't know thirty Grey Cups, so um, I you know that needs to continue because I think that will always be the best part of CF. Yeah, I guess I, I'll say it again. I don't think Grey Cups need to change anything. That's not a problem that the CFL has. But the fact of the matter is the league right now is not a big moneymaker. I was thinking about it this morning in my room here at Grey Eagle. What additional revenue streams have been brought up or thought of in COVID that don't relate to ticket sales? I don't see any in the Canadian Football League. You had mentioned to me the last time we were together that the Stampeders at one time had 30,000 season tickets. So how do we turn this league into a moneymaker again? Well, one, you need fans, right? I mean, the truest uh, measure of any sports team is the, is the fans in the stands, right? Because, you know, if you're a sponsor you're looking and if stadium is a quarter full, half full, that is going to affect your sponsorship. Um, your TV numbers, all that needs to increase, right? So um, they've been doing some great things on the commercial side where they've kind of amalgamated the entire league and selling it as a whole as opposed to each team going out uh, doing their individual sponsorships. Um, trying to, you know, really monetize it on a whole, which is, um, you know, that's a great strategy, right? Because, you know, you strengthen numbers. So, you know, back in the day, you had nine teams trying to sell the, the you know, different banks. You know, you get a little bit here. It was very fragmented. Mm -hmm. Now you have um, a holistic effort across the league, which I think is great. Um, that's a big part of it. And again, you know, it's, it's all about the entertainment, engaging younger fans. And I know you're going to hear that all the time but that is the truth right and the grassroots part of it is absolutely massive but understanding that canada is changing a lot right soccer is on the rise basketball is on the rise and so you know not a lot of you know last year in calgary i think seven high school teams folded or you know in the last couple of years so things on that side are on a decline so they just have to you know is bring that back and i think jim mullen would probably agree um, you know, you, if you don't have the groundswell of the grassroots, then you can't have a strong league. That is key to going back, talking to, you know, getting players back in the schools, university level, um, you name it, and getting them back to the stand. A lot of things uh, coming through my mind as we sit and talk about this, uh, Lee. Um... For one, you talk about Super Bowl. Everybody's still talking about halftime. As many are talking about the halftime show as the way the game ended with the penalty calls, did you have any influence on Grey Cup halftime acts uh, over the years? Um, to some degree. Like, I know we were part of, you know, I think we put on three Grey Cups in Calgary. Uh, generally, we always had a committee. Um, but they were always generally, um, you know, focused maybe the older dem demographic. Some went young, you know, you had the black-eyed peas. So, you know, you, again, you have, you've got a demographic that might not like the younger music, so it's kind of a, 
you know, a push and pull strategy there. So, um, to some degree, I did. Yeah. Well, you're never going to please everybody. No. So you got to do never what you, you, do what you think is right. Um, I appreciate the visit, Lee. As always, uh, thanks for helping us out to the degree you do, and uh, we'll be seeing lots of you around Calgary. And it's always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks. Sports executive and champion Lee Genier joining us here at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. When we come back, we're going to the Saddle Dome. Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames will be with us. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio, rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Back at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Bit of a cloud cover this morning in Calgary. Hovering around zero Celsius, but it's game day. Calgary Flames home to the Columbus Blue Jackets and the newest member of the Calgary Flames meeting with the media this morning. At the Saddledome, Ryan Leslie hosts Flames broadcasts on Sportsnet Flames, and he joins us today on game day. I really appreciate it, Ryan, because I know how busy it is. So has Tyler Toffoli spoken yet? And, uh, you know, what's, what's the reaction to the newest Calgary Flame? Yeah, Roddy, he just uh, wrapped up his availability with uh, Calgary Media here. So that's a good thing. Uh, we heard from Trevor Lewis this morning and certainly uh, Daryl Sutter. Uh, yesterday, we heard from the general manager, Brad Terliving, Milan Lucic. Uh, I guess uh, there's a real buzz. There's a buzz in the city. I'm sure you can feel it. Um, there's a buzz in that locker room right now. Um, they're getting a really good piece that is seemingly a, a natural fit, Rod. And that is uh, a guy who won a Stanley Cup in 2014 under Darrell, a guy who played for Kirk Muller last year in Montreal, a guy who. Um, you know, has played with a number of Flames friends with Milan Lucic. Um, in fact, Milan and his wife, Brittany, picked him up at the airport last night. Uh, he stayed with the Lucic family, had a big fat steak, and then went to bed. And now he was on the ice this morning uh, on the right side of uh, Sean Monaghan and, <clears throat> pardon me, Dylan Dubé. So we'll get a glimpse. Uh, Daryl was fairly coy today, but we likely we'll get a glimpse of him on that line tonight. And uh, making his Flames debut wearing number 73. And I think most people in the city are uh, pretty darn excited to get a player of that caliber, uh, given the return, and a player who, you know, won't disrupt anything, just uh, seemingly add to it on a team that's won six straight. So pretty positive right now. Well, this, uh, yeah, man, I feel it. This city's going off. Now, it's somewhat new to me. It shouldn't be, but I want to ask you this, because I'm getting from our viewers that are Flames fans. What kind of guy is Tyler Toffoli? How is he going to fit in with this locker room? They want to know, is he a character guy? I would think Daryl Sutter wouldn't have acquired him if he wasn't, but what was the sense that you got from him meeting with him today? Yeah, I had a brief chat with him after his availability, and uh, you know, I, you know, knowing a bunch of these guys the way I do, they have been raving about him. Um, you know, Milan was... And, you know, he was the first guy he met when, when Luch went down to L.A. before he became a king. And they spend every all-star game, uh, every all-star together. So character, um, talking to Kirk Muller about it. And I know, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky got a chance to know him uh, in that L.A. era when, uh, when Toffoli was there and, and uh, spoke glowingly about him to Kirk Muller as well. And Kirk and I had a chat about that yesterday. And, so all reports are real positive. I know he was uh, beloved in Montreal by his teammates. They were sad to see him go. And uh, yeah, just, uh, just a, again, a seamless fit at this point. It just made a lot of sense. And, you know, I'm not sure Brad Living's done um, at this point uh, by a long shot. I know he's still kicking a lot of tires. And this was one that made a lot of sense with term and with the return. Uh, so if he's on the right side of Dubé and Monaghan, does that constitute the Flames' second line then? No, that's a third line. Wow. So talk about that then. That, that uh, significant depth for a third-line right winger then, and a, he's got a hell of a resume for a guy playing in your bottom six forwards, I would suggest. Yeah, he's got a great resume, and he, he scored some big goals, some timely goals. Uh, um, you know, it was Lewis who was reminiscing today about, uh, you know, him assisting Martinez on the game winner uh, back with the Kings. 
Yeah, you talk about the depth. I mean, second line, you know, when you look at Manjapani and Blake Coleman and Michael Backlund who centers that trio, that's your second line. They've been scoring a lot lately. The uh, the top line's been buzzing, as everybody knows. The goaltending's been pretty solid, and that defense has been kicking in the offense like crazy of late. So right now, it's like all systems go, and uh, and we'll see what that, you know, no pressure, uh, Tyler. You just got here, but could you get, could you get to Foley, or rather, could you get Dubé and Monahan going? So, um, if that become uh, a line that can score, look out. You might, you might have something there. You know, it's interesting. Rick Natras was with us last hour, Ryan, and I asked him what he thinks the uh, Flames might need, and he said, as a defenseman who's won a Stanley Cup, because you can't have enough depth on the blue line. So could the Flames add there? Because I've told you, I think this team's pretty good even before Toffoli. We've seen them play at their best. They're a good team. Uh, and tree living, as you said, they said are, they're done. But, yeah, what, what do you think they might do or could do? Well, I know that, uh, you know, there's a bunch of teams interested in Ben Sherrod, and why not? I know the coach some here. Um, you know, he's a solid, heavy player right now. And uh, concussion, and I don't get the sense that it's um, going to be an ongoing issue, but I do get the sense that right now it's it's something that teams are, you know, with their medical staff uh, talking to and talking about. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a player that I think a lot of teams covet, and I understand why. That's a good hockey player over there. And uh, we'll see if that gets um, revisited. Visited either be or other teams jump in there now. Like as Calgary set the market, you know they certainly jumped the line. Um, so we'll see if uh, other teams want to follow suit and kind of get their work done. The team, or rather, let a player fit in for more games than just however many, whatever it is after the deadline. So I think uh, that's why this Toffoli move is so intriguing to so many. They've got some time with them, um, and they've got some term with them. Now, you know. You'd love to add some experience on that blue line, as you mentioned. And, uh, you know, certainly Sherratt just went to the Stanley Final, so he's got some. Well, you actually bring up a good point there with the Sherratt thing. What do the Flames have left to deal? Because Natras kind of intimated that they might have given up too much for one guy. Like what's left in the coverage here to move, uh, aside from maybe picks? But two went already to, in the Toffoli deal. Yeah, no, I, I would respectfully uh, disagree that, you know, you gave up too much of this type of player. Um, I think this is also has a real, a real message that, hey, you know, don't forget, Rod, as we know, you've got a couple of players that you've got to deal with contractually here, superstar players in this lineup. This sort of says, hey, this guy Toffoli's around for a little while longer too, and, you know, who knows what Brad can do now making money work going forward is the big thing but i don't think in terms of picks and that kind of thing and don't forget you've got some players that you could potentially use if you needed to upgrade your your team i mean remember uh brad didn't touch anything really on his roster and then move forward to foley so um you've got some things that you could probably move around here if you had to get creative if something sort of really caught your eye um so, yeah, I'm, I think that he's still got plenty of moves ahead of him in terms of options, I should say. Um, plenty of things that he can do if he wants to do it. Going forward, it'll be really interesting to see about the money, but Brad's been very uh, diligent in that department. So you got to realize your window is now, and you have to say to your team and i loved his quote yesterday look the players have done their jobs it was time i had that i did mine and uh, that just gave this group a real charm remember they'd won six straight and all of a sudden now you're bringing in this guy so you got back to back starting with the night and uh, you've got a crazy home schedule and this guy's going to get a look i should point out dan vladar is going to get the start tonight between the pipes for calgary that is his first start at home if you can imagine so we haven't seen a lot of vladar save for that third period in dallas where he actually got the win and they went right back to Markstrom. Markstrom's going to play the bulk of this month, um, if not all, but this game. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably the big news and noteworthy between Toffoli and Vladar. Okay, awesome. And let me just say this. Are you excited to go to the rink? Because listen, 
You've uh, been with this team through its struggles. You've been doing this a long time. I got, and I know the players are fired up. They're like, management's in this for us. We're, go- we're in it to win it. Everybody gets fired up in this scenario. Are you excited to get to the saddle room tonight for this game against Columbus? Well, sure. I think anytime you have something new to talk about, it's great. Anytime you have uh, some positivity, it's great. And certainly winning makes, you know, six straight wins. Winning makes your job easier. You know, everybody's walking around mm-hmm. a little loose, a little lighter, a little fear. You're, you know, you're getting better quotes, you're better stories. Um, you're, you're having better broadcasts. That's what I care about, having better broadcasts and having better content. And certainly when the team that you cover is winning, um, it does make life a little easier and, and more eyes, more viewers. It's, so it's a whole trickle down. And then you, you add a, a key player and you add a little juice in the building, uh, you know, food and beverages served. You know, we're looking down the barrel of going to full capacity and time here. So there's, hey, can't we all use this kind of positivity right now, given, given the last couple of years? But uh, certainly, certainly it's fun to go to the rink, yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. I know you're busy. It's game day. I'll see you there tonight. Ryan, thanks for this, brother. Appreciate it. Roddy's in the house. I love it. Welcome back to town, man. Pro Calgary set here. What do you think? I can't see it the way my setup is. I got two frames of me, but you always look good no matter what. I honestly can't even see you right now, but you're as gorgeous as ever. <laughs> How about you're that? You're such a pro. Thanks, Ryan. How about that? See you tonight. How about that? It's like the keg. See you tonight. Ryan Leslie, Sportsnet Flames, joining us from his spacious home office. When we come back, folks, it's taco time, viewer takeover, whatever the hell you want to talk about. All the things we talked about today, NFL, CFL, WHL. Did I say NHL? Whatever. It's all on the table. We'll be right back to Great Eagle after this break. You're watching on the Game Plus television network. YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. It is overtime, proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League, as you see morning falling out here in the foothills of Calgary, Alberta. And you can find us at Great Eagle for the next several weeks. I'm going to get to the comments on the text line in a moment. There's a few things that we need to talk about today, one of which is Telemiracle 46, the online... 5050 raffle is live now, okay? The Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day through the uh, gifts of independence, mobility equipment, medical travel insurance. And uh, we're asking you to participate in the online 5050. A great Saskatchewan thing. It's Telemiracle 46, and we're asking you to simply buy tickets at telemiracle.com. The only stipulation is you have to be 19 years of age or over and physically in the province of Saskatchewan. So please help out Kinsman Telemiracle. Help us out as they've partnered with us to get their message out and do it today. The draw date is March the 2nd, okay? Telemiracle.com to purchase your tickets. Uh, By the way, it's Taco Time viewer takeover. As I said, Taco Time has over 120 locations across Canada, and today's Taco Tuesday, so it's a great day to check them out. No rants today, by the way, but there were several yesterday for Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 306-781-2090 for any and all of your water softener needs. It's interesting. I put out the call to the viewers, and I said, hey, whatever you want to talk about in viewer takeover, hit me. Alex Fulton writes us from the Game Plus control room. He's in Tirana. And he said, Rod, what's your way too early Super Bowl 60 prediction? Now, come on, Alex. You want me to predict the Super Bowl winner three Super Bowls from now? How about that? The next, the next Super Bowl is Super Bowl 57. L-V-I-I. In Glendale, Arizona next year. So, I can get down with that discussion. I can talk about next year's Super Bowl and what I think is going to happen for the 2022 NFL season. And it's interesting. 
because <clears throat> being immersed in the football people last week at Super Bowl in Los, in Los Angeles, reading all the coverage, the stats, getting involved now with NFL PR, and then the betting world, which is a huge part of the NFL world, maybe your world too, Alex. We have a conference call with Bet Regal this afternoon. It's now two straight years that the home city has been in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay won it two years ago. They speed bag Kansas City. And then L.A. won it this year in L.A. with a little help from the NFL. Because let's, I don't know, Alex, if you knew what I did before this. I was in the CFL as a play-by-play guy for 20 years, and I accused the league at times of unfair officiating, having an agenda. For instance, getting the Toronto Argonauts in the Grey Cup in 2017. People thought I was crazy at the time with certain calls that didn't go my team's way in the East Final in Toronto. Things that were said were terrible. And then, as usual, people come back around a couple years later and go, um, you might have been onto something. Where were you then? So don't tell me the NFL, the most powerful sports league in the world, can't pull a little levers to manipulate scenarios they want to see happen, okay? I'm not saying the Arizona Cardinals are going to be next year's Super Bowl, but what I am saying is it would be a pretty good bet because they're a team on the rise. Saw this week that Connor Murray has come out and criticized his organization for not doing enough to get there, which has certainly got their attention and everybody else's. So you're asking me for a prediction. I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals to come out of the NFC because it's going that way. And then we would need an AFC opponent. I'd probably have to get back to you on that one, but wouldn't it be a hell of a story if the Cincinnati Bengals came back representing the AFC? How about that? With that chip on their shoulder and Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow, the new cool Joe or whatever the hell they're calling them. I'm not sold on Cincinnati yet, but I will say Arizona. Jeff the Stamps fan says, I think there was a remote control device in the ball at Grey Cup 2017. Convinced of it. It, it. it upsets me in a way that I've been on the air for years, not just this show, but the radio before that. Just pouring my heart out every damn day. Just telling you what I think. No agenda, but just telling you what I think. And then people just throw crap at me like monkeys throw at you at the zoo. I get hit with it. And then they come back around later and go, you were right. It's tiring. But I'm also used to that. Wayne and Victoria says, with Brady and Roethlisberger retiring, the young quarterbacks will be more prevalent. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, No doubt. Jason in Red Deer says, Super Bowl 58 is in Las Vegas. I know. And Super Bowl 57 is in Phoenix. Uh, Zach in Calgary. So are you guys at the Flames game tonight? And tomorrow, are you going to the Hitman game at the Chief 7 Sportsplex or the Flames game? Just stay tuned, Zach. Yeah, we'll be at the Flames game tonight. Tomorrow, I have another television show I have to host. I won't be able to go to the Flames and Ducks. And frankly, that's upsetting me. Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg. Rod, what's that red hanky doing over your right shoulder? That's my Bo Levi Mitchell signed jersey. A gift I from the like Calgary it. Stampeders. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Rick Regan. So, boy, did Alex set us off on an interesting uh, path. Next year's Super Bowl combatants. I'm not, I'm not saying Cardinals-Bengals, but it wouldn't be the worst matchup in the world. By, by the way, Alex, who do you think it'll be? Forget about me. I know your boss, Sean McCormick, over there is a Chiefs fan. If it's How about Chiefs-Cardinals? The all-red Super Bowl. I can see it now. You still watching, Alex? What do, what do you guys think? Um, one minute. Last minute of play in the RP show. Darren in Salt Lake City says, Buffalo will represent the AFC in the next Super Bowl. Ho, ho, ho. Well, they're building, they're good, 
They're in a, what's becoming a tough division, but maybe we say a Buffalo-Arizona Super Bowl. That would be great. Jennifer uh, at the Four Seasons says, Packers, baby. Or are you talking about Aaron Rodgers? Packers, baby. These guys are all there all asleep. They're done. They checked out. TJ watching on YouTube says Arizona really needs one team to do well. Coyotes. Ha, ha, ha. Interesting talk on the Coyotes Arena debate today. I'm not sure that we got to the bottom of anything. But it was a busy show. Great job, Clark, back there. And all the guys. Rick Natris, Ryan Leslie, Lee Genier. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.